as we remain standing, we go into the word of God. When we worship, the heaven opens up and God rises and sends us a word in season. And when the word profits us is when we have testimonies. May the word that God is going to give us today become flesh to us, be profitable unto us, that in a place of challenging we have victories. In a place of struggle we have testimonies to the glory of God. So shall it be. For everyone they say amen, so shall it be. For every family represented, so shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. I bring you the word of the Lord this morning and it's to flesh out the word of the Lord to us for the year 2023. On the 1st of January that providentially fell on a Sunday, I spoke about this but a lot of people were so excited about New Year they didn't take the word. You have a second chance to get it right. On that day, brought you the word that I entitled The God of Providential Happy Outcomes. In the year of providential outcomes, I brought you the word entitled The God of Providential Happy Outcomes. I remember I read to your hearing Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 6 to 7a. And he says, because for every matter there is a time and judgment, though the misery of man greatly increases, why? For he does not know what will happen. One of the things that being a child of God, a uh, benefit that confers upon us is God sees for us and speaks to us so that we don't grow up in the noontime as a blind man. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. This mystery of man increases greatly because he cannot tell what the outcome of things will be. Father, this morning as we go into your word, open our understanding. Not just our eyes, our understanding that what we see, we comprehend, and we're able to make the wise choices that will birth the happy outcomes God wants to give us this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah. Amen. You may be seated. Now, how many of you remember this? Instead of thinking about the rice and jollof rice, you are waiting to eat at home on that day. How many of you remember? Nobody remembers. You are too caught up in New Year. She New Year, Oshio Titon. Are you calm now? I said, are you calm now? Now, the thing about the word of the Lord is God speaks. People hear and they go home and they forget about it. Now, by the, by the word outcomes, you know also, if you understand a little grammar, outcome is how things turn out. And for many of us, things have not been going so well. So when God says, I am the God of outcomes, it should catch your attention. My prayer is where there used to be struggle, the outcome will not be failure. God is going to turn it around in Jesus' name. The misery of man increases greatly. 
you go to social media and a lot of postulations. A lot of people are leaving Nigeria. A friend of mine said, what are you doing in Nigeria? Don't tell your church. Just sneak out and pretend that it's this and that because by the time you want to leave, they will have shut the air, airports and so on. I say, really? I thought you leave, lead from the front, so I will not vote. And I'll be talking about Nigerian politics from abroad. Be careful who you're following. Some people think they have sacrificed us already. But nothing is going to happen to us. Only good things happen to us be our portion in Jesus' name. Proverbs 16 verse 33, God's word. Okay, we're having some trouble. Multimedia. 16 to 33, God's word says, The dice are thrown, but the Lord determines every outcome. As it is, some people tell us they are the ones that have the dice of Nigerian government policies oil, and they're throwing it any way they like. If God allowed the outcome to be shaped by man in previous years, that's why they're so content, they're saying that this time, this is what we're going to do. We go and tell them that God said the Lord, this time is not going to be the outcome shaped by any man. They will throw the dice, but the Lord is the one going to determine the outcome. It will be a happy outcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. An outcome is what becomes of whatever has come against you or whatever you're going through. The outcome could be the way it seemed to be going. But when God steps into it, God can turn the tide and the outcome is exactly the opposite of what the people who thought they had the power in their hands set in motion. And I said to you, our God is a God of outcomes and victory is about outcomes. If God says I am the God of victory, but did not introduce himself to me as a God of outcomes, I will have a little question. I said, our God is a God of outcomes and victory is about outcomes. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the Amplified Classic, it says, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Some people in Nigeria have many plans. And we know some of the plans they have. We may not be bold enough to say it, but the Lord says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Somebody should say, thank God. They have plans to sell us cheap. They have plans to raid the whole nation. But God says, that's their plan. They're rolling the dice, but not me get outcome. The Lord says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Is the Lord speaking to you this morning? And the plans I have for you and your household and your future and your children and your grandchildren, my plans are not in anybody's hands. Your plans, the plans they have for you is not the plan that will work. The only plan that will work is the plan of the Lord. For I know the thoughts, and it didn't stop there the plans that I have for you because the thoughts of the Lord graduated to a well-detailed plan. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace. Can somebody say amen? And not for evil and not for scatter to give you hope in your final outcome. Can I 
tell you why some people are overconfident around you. Because so far, they have been shaping the trend of things. So far, it looks like uh -uh, we did the first one, we did the second one. The plan number, the, the plan, um, the third chair is working, and so they become overconfident as the Lord leaves. Before whom I stand, the God that I serve. No matter how well the plan has worked up till now, child of God, the end of the matter is going to be a happy outcome for you and a very sad outcome for them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says the plans that I have for you is to give you hope in your final outcome. If anybody is posturing around you, just look at them and say, continue here. Wait for the final outcome. When God wants to play his hand, he lets people take their positions. You know, the reason why God has not done a lot of things is you, some people will have deceived you that they're your friends. Some people will have deceived you that they're good people. But God is allowing them to be so drunk with confidence. So they're getting careless. So the mask is seeping. So you begin to see their personality so that when the final outcome arrives, you will know that all the people left with you are the ones that are your friends. A lot of people will have taken different postures, different positions. People have changed calm. That's why the Lord says, no, 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 in your final outcome. What is an outcome? An outcome is the end result. It's not the middle position. It's the end result. An outcome is how things turn out. It is simply the conclusion of the matter. You know what the Bible says about Job? It says we have seen the life of Job. How that God turned it around. I read that from James 5 verse 11, the Lexham English Bible. It says, Behold, we consider blessed those who have endured. You have heard about the patient endurance of Job, and you saw the outcome from the Lord, that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. I don't need to remind you, when Job was going through struggles, he, Bible says he sat on the ground and his friends, his best friends, stood. They didn't sit with him and they were talking down at him. His business partners fled. His business had collapsed. Even his wife said, you're done. Curse God and die. But the Bible says, behold, we consider blessed those who have endured. You heard about the patient endurance of Job, and you saw what the outcome from the Lord, that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. I want to announce to you that our God is truly the God of happy outcomes. Will somebody give him praise in the house this morning? And um, 2023 being for us the year of providential outcomes, you need to understand the word providential. It is from the word providence. And providence means heaven engineered and heaven sent. That's all. 
so outcome is not outcome. When God talks about providential outcome, he says the one I engineered, the one I delivered, the one that's going to be the game changer. I thought somebody would get excited. For, for every one of us, may 2023 prove to be here of providential outcomes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Genesis 50 and verse 20a, the basic Bible, basic English Bible, talking about Joseph and his travails. You know, when the brothers sold him to slavery, can anybody remember what they said? They said, let us see what will become of his dreams. You know what they say? Let us see the outcome of the dream that you said you have. There are people around you that say, let us see the outcome of the education that your parents paid so much money for. Some people have said, let us see the out outcome of the marriage that they celebrated. Everybody was spending money. You know, people, not, uh, not everybody that is smiling with you, the smile is coming from deep, from their hearts. His own brothers. I'm not talking about his enemies. His own brothers said, let us see what will become of your dream. At that point in time, in the sequence and the catalog of things, it looks like 10 against 1 was permanent victory. Oh, you may be outnumbered, but God is giving you hope in your final outcome. 10 against 1, how can 10 people fight one person? And they say, let us see. You may be here, you don't know that people have said, let us see what will be the ending of your of this your Christianity. You don't know. Maybe in your office, then the Bible said the enemies of a man are those around him and sometimes in his family. And so what this the scripture says, Joseph said, as for you, the ten against one, who said, let us see the outcome of your labor, of your prayer, of your, don't say the Lord. It was in your mind. Someone say, in your mind. Or in your mindlessness. <laughs> you know, when people have lost their minds, sometimes they think they're okay. It, it was in your mind. Oh, oh, badu. In your mind to do me evil, but God has given me a happy outcome. Only two people receive that. You better, you better know that God is speaking volumes to you. Who are they, you, as for you? It was in your mind to terminate my destiny, to make sure my business ends in failure. It was in your mind that I will not be able to repay the money I borrowed from you, so you had mind to say, as the Naira depreciates, you will increase to the, 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 the interest to the point that even my children cannot pay. You wanted to put me in perpetual uh, slavery. Don't you remember the wife of the man of God, when, they found, when the man of God died, she says that our creditor is coming to collect his money, and our son 
as pledge. Please help me. But the Lord said to tell me, I know the plans that I have for you. Know the plans of shame. To give you a future and a hope. Come on now. Plans not to disgrace you, but to give you a happy outcome in the very end. The final outcome is not going to be shame. in your mind. You were not trying to help me. You were trying to put me in the trouble I will never get out of. But God has given me a happy outcome. A providential outcome. An outcome engineered by God. An, an outcome executed by God. An outcome that is watched over by God to make sure that nothing can tamper with it. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. You know, I tell you something. Every time I look around and I see all the posturing for the policies of Nigeria, my natural mind tells me, ah, we're finished. And I start thinking, ah, why did I wait in Nigeria for this long? Then my spirit man wakes up and takes over. I say, ah, but say it is in the hands of men to rule the dice but the final outcome belongs to God let me let me show you the free bible in Proverbs 19 verse 21 can you bring that up the free bible Proverbs 19 verse 21 you know I'm talking about the mind it says it was in your mind to do me evil and I say no it was in their mindlessness or foolish mindedness to, to begin to think such madness. Look at this. It says, human beings, read with me, human beings make many plans in their minds, but the final decision is the Lord. Where are the Christians here? Human beings in different political parties and mad political ambition that has nothing to do with the needs of Nigerians. Just They just want to be in position. They already have the money, it's not enough. They just want to be in that position. Human beings make many plans. Somebody help me. In their minds. But the final decision is the Lord's. Ah, in common shelly in Nigeria. Can I tell you something? Some people may not live to election day. can build a house and never move in. I remember I went to the Ikoi Baptist Church. I went for a, a program and the provost or so came over and said aha I remember the event and said he had an experience that shook him to the soles of his feet that there was a young man in the church very wealthy and told him about this house he wanted to build and he spent a terrible amount of money to finish the house. Between the time he finished and they were supposed to open it, he died. He never lived in the house. Some people that are making noise, they will not be around for elections. I think you have seen me do this before. When General Abacha got everybody to line up behind him. 
all the politicians abandoned their party and they said, Abacha is the best person. They knew he was wrong, but they felt that was the only way. I came to church and I said, well, everybody has lined up behind you, I'm not. But this matter, God is going to solve it in a way that people will not be able to close their mouth. I don't think it was up to 48 hours. Pastor Amin, Pastor Kola, all of you were running from me to say, this man, now which? The only deliverance that came from Nigeria was Abacha died. He had Nigeria like this. Men may hold the dice, but the final outcome belongs to God. I am not pronouncing death on anybody. I am not wishing anybody evil. But anybody that says he will not let my people go, should go and ask Pharaoh and his horsemen. God, the same yesterday, today, in a batch time, will be the same forevermore. The Living Bible, Proverbs 16, verse 1 says we can make our plans even us but we should remember the final outcome is in god's hand i want to ask you whatever plan you're making make sure it aligns with the will of god you know if you get to the point that you say it doesn't matter what god thinks it doesn't matter this is what i'm going to do you are going to have god confront you so this year for me and the wise people, we will, we will line up with God. If anybody is in your house and wants to take a stand against God, please let them move to the next door. Because God is set to confront anybody who thinks he's all that and a bag of potato chips. God will confront those who will not listen to what he wants done. Now, I'm going to close with a reading from 2 Chronicles 20, verses 10 to 30 from the New King James Version. Now, why am I reading that? It is a template of how Jehovah does what he calls a providential outcome. I read. And now, here are the people of Ammon, said Jehoshaphat, Moab, and the people of Mount Seir, let me read from my own Bible. It's a bit easier for me. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would, whom you would not let in, 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 whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But these same people have turned from them. But they, no, no, but they, they turned from them, Israel turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, these same people, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession which you have given us to inherit. Here is a prayer. Oh, God. 
we need not judge them, for we have no power against this multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. You know that song? You know what it means to me? Say, God, I don't get power. Come on now. second line like this time it's not going to end the way the thought is going to be a happy outcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. You know church people look cute when they come to church. They package themselves but uh, there are prayers you even say that your children don't know you say. There are prayers you say that your husband or wife has never heard you say.
as a king and you had an army. What am I saying? It's not that you don't have something, but everything you have can be rubbished by this singular problem. Everything you think you are enjoying is rubbished by this thing that you do not have to enjoy. So now it doesn't matter what else you have, unless this one, the icing on the cake comes. Hmm. It says, well, do we know what to do in Nigeria? you know the army they have honestly you don't know what they have if you knew what they have and God comes around and says it is not going to end like that it's going to be a providential outcome you will be jumping, you will be shouting Jehoshaphat was a king they could not count the number of people coming against them from every side he had to ask God when they were thinking about you why didn't you stop them when they came together, why didn't you stop them? When they were in the way, why did you clog the wheels of the chariots like you did for Pharaoh? They are now at my doorstep. Ah, February 25 is at our doorstep. I was told confidently that by the time you want to make a move, Femi Paul, it doesn't matter what you have, it will be too late. He said, get out now. I was told. I'm your friend. That's what I'm telling you. Nobody else will tell you. It's the same kind of thing. Verse 13. Now all Judah, listen to this. Now all Judah and their little ones who don't even know what is waiting for them. Their wives that cannot fight and their children stood before the Lord. Hey! When God sees children about to be massacred, when he sees hapless women that cannot fight, you know, women, let me tell you, when, when katakatas day, so most men go wrong, no? You know, every man go inside papa name. So when I say, let us pray, don't be doing what you're doing, no? with their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Look at what happened. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mataniah. Look at the introduction because something's about to happen. A Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly and he said, listen all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and even you King Jehoshaphat thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's.
against them. They will surely, it means that they're not going to repent. They will surely come up. They will try to finish what they started. They're mad enough to want to carry out the enterprise. But the Lord catches the wise in their craftiness and makes sure their wicked enterprise of their heart does not find expression. Can I hear amen? They will surely come up by the ascent of Jesus and you'll find them ah, at the end of the book before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. It is going to be providential. It is going to be providential. It is going to be Understand the grammatical construction of this sentence, otherwise you meet how great God is. It didn't say you will not need to. It didn't say you will not fight in this battle. It says you will not need to fight. The two different things: you will not fight means you will even come close to it. You will not even need. Shut up. in this battle. It says just position yourself. When I read the message translation of your text, Joshua 6 verse 2, the Lord said to them, see Joshua, I have already handed over Jer Jericho to you. Forget the wall, forget the valiant men. He said, look sharp. How many of you remember that? Look sharp. That is position yourself because that's all you need to do. You don't need to even think of fighting. Position yourself, stand and see the salvation of the Lord comes with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out and vote against them. For the Lord is you. Can you say Amen? Now, not every believer is like Jehoshaphat. And that's why Jehoshaphat is one of the most loved kings in the Bible. And Jehoshaphat did what? He bowed his head with his face to the ground. I wish people were still like that when they hear the word of the Lord. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord worshiping the Lord when you come to church let me warn you don't follow the people that God did not appoint to be your leader because someone may see around you what is he saying as the Lord leaves Elijah said by this time tomorrow this is what is going to happen the person that said what is he talking about that said he saw it but he did not eat of it he was trampled underfoot by the horses come to grace assembly come and scatter our something is wrong with you when the man heard the word of God he bowed everybody bowed to him 
anybody tries it around you, tell them you can leave. This is the house of the Lord. Will someone say amen? Listen to this. They all, Judah and Jerusalem, bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Verse 19. Then the Levites of the children of the Korahites, Korahites, and the children of the Korahites, <laughs> they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. You see, there's a place for him. There's a place for all ye that have voices. Give a shout of victory unto the Lord. said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. And I hear amen. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of, of holiness, as they went out before the army, and they were saying, praise the Lord, for his mercies endure forever. Verse 22, now, when they began to sing and to praise, they were not fighting. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Let me tell you, the number three is not an accident. There are three people. There are three groups. The Lord is going to send an avalanche against them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what? 
when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Mount of Sea of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. As he was, so is he, and so he will always be. As he did, he will do again to set Nigeria free from the captors of Nigeria in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, so when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude at Bakeja. God that fights in secret, that's, that moves when nobody sees. Ah, they did not see the battle, they only saw the results. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there they were there dead bodies falling to the earth. No one escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to fight, no need to fight. When they came to take away their spoil, that's a wolf. And found, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry which they stripped off for themselves. Just like when Israel led captivity, history records that the volume of wealth they took away is unbelievable. When God fights a battle for you, you just don't escape. You get loaded with benefits. Bible says, and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away, and they were three days not fighting, gathering the spoil because there was so much. And some people have sat on so much. You know what that means? There will be a transference back to the people that should have it. I said there will be a transference back to us that should have it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 26, on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Barakah. And in my Bible, the word Barakah means, means blessing. So what it means is on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of blessing. You are moving away from the place of defeat to the valley of blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the valley of Barakah or the valley of blessing until this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat in front of them. Nobody was missing in battle. Nobody died in battle. They returned every man to go back to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. That's very important. After the battle, they didn't go and hire an event center. I'm warning you. After the, what the prophetic order pronounced upon you and your family, it is not the time for you to be having party with your enemies. Bible said they came to the house of the Lord. Where it started is where it should finish. They 
they didn't drop the blessing in the bank. They didn't drop it at home. They came to church. You see, some people have carried their face now. But I will finish the message. Verse 29, and the fear of the Lord, God, the fear of the Lord God was of all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Ah, they go here and West Africa to our right, they go here and West Africa to the left, they go here and Africa to the north, they go here and the continents on top of us will hear. The ones we need, the ones to decide, they will hear us. Then the realm of Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat was quiet for his God gave him rest all around. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. There's a song of victory that came to me in my sleep. That song, I don't know, but I know that that song is connected with us being able to come back rejoicing. The song says, For those that don't speak Yoruba, it calls an Igwe. Come on now. I need you to help me sing that song.
of joy and victory shall be heard all over the land of Nigeria in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't think you heard me. I said the sounds of joy and victory shall be heard in the land of Nigeria. It will be heard in Lagos State. It will be heard in your house, in this assembly, in our businesses, in our homes, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they came together to the house of the Lord and they gave praise. And I heard this song that God, I haven't heard that song in a long time. And I said, if I have to be the only one to sing it, I'll sing it because there is a song heaven wants to hear. And when you hear, when heaven hears it, God deploys the artillery that guarantees victory. We have the victory in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. If you want to clap, clap for the Lord. Just bless the Lord, somebody.